1: I'm Walter Rees, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful doing whatever you care to do or don't care to do. It's all right with me. In your yard, your landscape, your houseplants, your vines, your vegetables, whatever you have in your in your plan for the weekend, if you need to know what to do, how to do, when to do, or anything like that, my number is easy to remember, 404-872-0750. And if you're looking for something to do this weekend, maybe tomorrow, Erica Glazer, my friend who writes books with me, is the marketing manager at Gibbs Gardens, says that Gibbs Gardens is like an ocean of daffodils right now. You wouldn't believe it. She sent me a picture, and it was like, as far as the eye can see, yellow, orange, pink, white, daffodils. They've got, I can't remember how many million daffodils they got planted up at Gibbs Gardens in Ball Ground, but it's a lot. They opened the gardens early this year. It's open today, tomorrow, for the rest of the season. Um, They opened early because the daffodils are a little earlier this year than they have been in other years. You know that. You've seen them around your house. And so they open Gibbs Gardens up so that everybody can enjoy them with them. So if you want to go see something really, really spectacular this spring, GibbsGardens.com up in Ball Ground, Georgia, not too far up. Uh, let's see, up 75, then 575, and across. There are a couple of different ways to go there. But GibbsGardens.com to give you the details, admission price, and all the other good stuff. It's really that picture. <laughs> Ooh, there's some daffodils growing there. Frasca, let us do the weekend prize pack.
2: How about it? How
1: about it? All right. You are thinking of a number between two and seven Or the person who will win a pair of tickets to opening night of The Phantom of the Opera presented by Fifth Third Bank Broadway on Atlanta, February 22nd through March the 5th at the Fox Theater, plus the four-packer tickets to see the Atlantic Gladiators' home game at the Infinite Energy Arena. So if you want to see the opening night of Phantom of the Opera, I assume that would be February 22, but it goes through March 5th, and you want to go see the Gladiators at some point as well, Ashley Fresca, who is going to win?
2: Caller number five.
1: Caller number five to our contest line, which is four zero four seven four one. Zero seven fifty Contest line 404 750 Debbie is in Canton, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Debbie, good morning.
2: Good morning to you.
1: How can I help?
2: I bought some, a couple of Daphne Adores a couple weeks ago to uh, presentate on my front porch. Okay. And I repotted them, but... Uh, I got one that the leaves are turning yellow, and the other one is fine. So I don't know what the problem is. I've been watering them the same.
0: Yeah,
1: and you repotted them, and the pots are mm-hmm. have holes in the bottom, and there's no oh
2: yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah.
0: that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're
2: on the front porch. They don't get direct sunlight, but uh, the lady at Pike said they didn't really need it. Oh, so need right now. Yeah,
1: that so I don't know what the problem is. thing. The wonderful thing about buying things at Pike is they have a lifelong guarantee on their plants. So if the unthinkable happens, yeah. and the daphne with yellow leaves turns up and gives the ghost, gives up the ghost, then you go back to Pike and say, "Hey, this one uh, just for whatever this reason one, this didn't, one didn't work. Cut it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's get another one here." So. Honestly, you haven't done enough to make me think there's anything wrong when you're in. It's possible it had a a circling root or something bad back at the nursery is where they got it. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I think only time's going to tell. And within a week or two, you'll know the end of the story. It'll either be good or it'll be bad.
2: Okay, great.
1: (laughs) If it's bad, then you go to Pike to make it good. So there you go.
2: You know, the blossoms, I mean, it, it lasted, I and mean, both of them are still, still, you know, very yeah. fragrant, but uh, the one that's like the yellowing leaves has, uh, the blossoms are falling off, and I mm-hmm. I you know I can't be overwatering because uh, I water them both the same. Just for curiosity, is it
1: all the leaves are yellow, or just interior leaves on the shrub are yellow, and the exterior leaves are green? The ones on the top. Hmm. All right. Let's 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 keep an eye on it. Two weeks. Give it, give it two weeks. Give me a call in two weeks. We'll decide what to do then.
2: Okay. Sure thing.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling, Debbie. All right. Bye-bye. That's two weeks from now. We'll find out what's going on with her Daphne. Because if it were just the interior leaves turning yellow and the exterior on the ends of the branches are all nice and pretty and green, that is probably just a stress reaction to being transplanted. That's what's going on there. But if it's all the leaves are yellow... Mm, that's something going on with the root system, trunk, lower stem, something's going on with that. So that's why we give it two weeks, and so we see what goes on. Uh, Danny, Danny's down. Ooh, we go, some water here. Danny, down in Newton, Georgia, join us on and Garden. Morning. Morning, Danny. How can I help?
0: I got deer that are wearing out my shrubs, and I'm hoping that there's a uh, some home product, like maybe a vinegar or lemon juice or something, I can mix in my pump sprayer and keep them away from
1: <clears throat> Let me see a three word answer. No, there's not. Uh, how does that work for you?. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> Every neighbor in the world, Danny, if you ask, is going to have a home concoction of vinegar and pepper and rotten eggs maybe, and five different other things and none of them will work. I will promise you that. Um, They're just not strong enough They don't have enough lasting uh, power On the leaves, they get washed off very readily And the deer May be deterred for a few days Because it smells a little bit different And that's, you know, you're changing their environment So the deer is cautious for a little bit But pretty soon they'll figure out Well, it smells like vinegar over here But doggone, that hibiscus looks good in Danny's yard And they'll go eat it And you don't want that The products that I have had More than one gardener and this is what I'm relying on here, because research sometimes is a little scarce on deer repellency. But the, more than one gardener have said the following products have worked pretty good for them. One is Liquid Fence. Liquid <laughs> Fence is the first one. Second okay. one is uh, Bobex, B-O-B-B-E-X. And you may, for both of them, have to go online to Amazon or something to order them, because I don't see them very often around here. But there's Liquid okay. Fence, Bobex plant skid, which is P-L-A-N-T-S-K-Y-Y-D, I'm pretty sure of that, P-L-A-N-T-S-K-Y-Y-D, plant skid. And the last one is the one that I had a lady from um, Big Canoe, which has got deer problems like you would not believe in Big Canoe, and she uses a repellent called uh, Repel-X, which is a hot sauce or a hot um, material that you put down at the root of the plant. It was absorbed into the, into the sap, so it's not sprayed exactly. It's a tablet that you put at the base of your plants, So Repelex, Plant Skid, Liquid Fence, and uh, Bob-X are the four that more than one person has said they work pretty good for them.
0: Well, great. Thank you so much, Walter. Good luck
1: with it, my friend. And, hey, Danny, if you try one and it doesn't work, or if you try one and it does work, you have to call me back. I want to have more gardener experience. I need to know this stuff. You have to call me back.
0: Uh, plus, you got to know what these Georgia deer are doing, because they're crazy. All
1: right, <laughs> hey, let them know. Let me all know, Danny. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. we got uh, Lance on the line. Lance is in Lilburn on the line. Ooh, i got that all to rhyme together. Hey, Lance, good morning.
0: Good morning. Uh, I've got a neighbor that took a 25- or 30-year-old azalea that was out in broad sun and just chopped the thing right down to the ground. Yeah. I see new growth coming up, but what's the chances of this thing ever regaining that height within my lifetime and, uh, and, 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 and trying to transplant it back to my yard? If you or he, one,
1: were to fertilize with one of the azalea-comated fertilizer products and were to do it right now or right after you transplant it, it would be up to your eyeballs within hmm, two to three years, probably. Really? So depending on how long you intend to live, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if you've got three years in your future, then it's going to come up pretty quick.
0: Well, good news, good news. Yeah. All right, might be worth digging that thing up. All yeah.
1: right. Yeah, native azaleas. You said it was a native azalea or what? No, it was it's
0: it was? not a native. I, I know for a fact it's not a native. Okay. It's uh, small leaves, I've Yeah, I remember.
1: yeah mm-hmm. one of those indica um, azaleas. But, yeah, I've got some in my backyard that are not native azaleas, but they have easily exceeded my height. They're seven or eight maybe feet tall.
0: Yeah, this, this thing had been in bright, bright, Full sun for mm. years, and so I'm surprised. You know, most azaleas like to be in semi shade. Exactly. This thing was thriving out there in broad daylight and, yeah. and all the heat. And this this guy, I guess, just doesn't like vegetation. <laughs> it went right down to the ground with it. Get it, get mm. it.
1: Put it at your house. Make it grow and make it be proud. Be proud of it, Lance.
0: All right. Thanks a lot. All
1: right, man. man. We'll see you. All
0: uh-huh. right. Goodbye.
1: Seventeen minutes past the hour. News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this.
0: This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves the lawn and garden advice you need.
1: And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Basically, it's going to be sort of damp today. Chance of rain off and on throughout the day. Cloudy, of course. Uh, Temperatures are going up into the low to mid-60s perhaps right now. It's 52 degrees outside. Tomorrow, much more pleasant. More sunshine. Tomorrow, 70, 72, 34. Maybe tomorrow afternoon, not much chance of rain at all. So tomorrow is a great gardening day. Tomorrow is not a bad gardening day at all. Your full weekend forecast comes within 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSV. I must say that my colleague, Ashley Frasca, is glowing glowing right now because the contest winner just a moment ago Charlie gave her a compliment and said that she was one of the best voices on the station and thought that her talent was beyond compare ah! and she just all squee about the whole thing <laughs> She has a big smile on her face right now. It's nice Charlie, to see. Charlie, the
0: check's in the mail, buddy. Charlie,
1: sure, the check's in the mail for our friend Charlie out there. We do appreciate any and all compliments, and particularly to our colleagues who are so obviously talented and do their job so well. David is out in Tucker, and David joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, David. Good morning. Hey, you got squeaky sounds. Or... <laughs> I know. It was actually squeaking. There. <laughs> oh, man. How could I help, David?
0: Well, uh, years ago, I got some Chinese wisteria and was informed that it might uh, bloom during my lifetime. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, I wondered—I heard it mentioned earlier in the show—is uh, there are different varieties of Chinese wisteria available now? And what do I, if I just want a vine that blooms, am I better off with American or Chinese, or what are my options?
1: I—I I don't think there's any particular wait period on the Chinese. The problem with Chinese wisteria is it's, it's more aggressive than the American wisteria is. It just is more than likely going to be the one that climbs over your house and over the telephone lines, or, even worse, it'll send roots underground that when you finally get tired of it and cut it down, all the roots start sprouting up in places you didn't expect. It becomes really a trouble to control Chinese wisteria, whereas American wisteria will bloom within, I would think, three years, maybe, after planting it, David, maybe the year after, if you get a good, good, healthy vine from the nursery. And it's not nearly as aggressive, doesn't put nearly as many root sprouts out as the Chinese uh, species does. So if I'm going to recommend one, it's going to be American, not Chinese.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you very much. And
1: I think it'd be much better off, probably, with the American version of wisteria. And I've seen some some pergolas and things covered with American wisteria. The bloom itself is more pine cone shaped is the way I would describe whereas Chinese wisteria you know, is more cascading and a foot or so long and the American wisteria is more 5 or 6 inches long and like a pine cone, but still pretty pretty flower. Thanks for calling, David. We'll see you soon. It's 826 at News Talk WSB. The next half hour, oh man, we got uh, Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery and she has a nice, a very nice thing that's going to be 20% off at all your nurseries and This is the weekend to plant this particular plant, so stay tuned for that. 20% off on a great plant, a series of plants at Pike Nursery. Stick around for that. Also, we've got Rob who'll talk about his Bermuda in the shade is not growing so well. Jerry has green knots on the back of his pecan leaves. Eleanor has an heirloom tomato that she wants to start the seeds real soon. Jerry says that her hellebore has seeds. What does she do with hellebore seeds? What do we do with that? All this coming up in the next half hour on the Lawn and Garden Show. We'll be back right after news. 52 degrees, 835 on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden, the last half hour of Lawn and Garden this morning. Dave Baker here, of course, to host the Home Fix It Show starting at 9 a.m. 404 750 is the number you can dial if you have a garden question or a Home Fix It question as well. Or if you want to hear the most, what can we say, the most knowledgeable voice in Pike Nursery history. Does that sound good? No, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and all of her colleagues who taught Mickey Gasway oh everything that she knows are thinking what? she doesn't know anything <laughs> like about some of my extension people would like, say Walter Reeves you don't know anything what are you doing on the radio so <laughs> in our own minds maybe that's where it goes Mickey yeah, the two of us right. think we that's know exactly what we're talking right. about sometimes and maybe not good. other times mm. so
2: how are you? I'm well how
1: about yourself?
2: I'm good I want to tell you I love Italian arum too
1: yeah what a it's
2: one of
1: my Mine's mountains. So pretty, it's really been pretty. Yeah, and it, yeah. it, it it's sort of—I don't know um, if you have the same experience as I do. Probably so that it scatters itself. You will see one pop up here that you didn't—you didn't plant it there, but I well, think you the know, critters it's like eat some the of
2: those little berries, and I think maybe the the birds do it. Yeah, or, something.
1: or the chipmunks, or know. somebody eats the berries but, and yeah, spreads it around no, a little okay. bit. Does, does Pike ever sell Italian effect. era Mickey? I
2: bought mine at, uh, at Pike. But it's been two or three years ago. I haven't right. seen it in the last
1: couple of years. I wish we could get some, because it's a great plant. sure is. All right, well, Winter let's not H- talk about its that.
2: Na- its other name is Winter hossa,
1: Winter hossa. Another name is in- Italian yeah. Arum. All right, well, let's get down to business. Okay. I teased just That's a little right. bit a minute ago, and I said, Mickey Gasway is going to have something really nice, 20% off. You may announce the plant yourself, Mickey. And it is roses. All the roses in the world that All Pike roses. has. 20% off. So this and is a floribunda, and the tea roses, and the knockout roses, and all the roses there. there and, the and the I climbers. I love too.
2: climbing roses. Sure. And uh, we've really got some. We've got those uh, Eden roses, Eden climbers. Yeah. They are so pretty. And we've got another group of roses, and it's not just one rose. They're called hometown roses. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they're called hometown roses, and they're especially for the area that they sell them in. Oh. And so they they're very well adapted and if you look and it says hometown Rose uh, and then look at it it should do really well in your area. How would okay. you
1: gauge the disease resistance <laughs> of any of the roses and we know knockout will tolerate diseases pretty well, but what about these others and what do you do to prevent how, disease? How
2: would I how would I personally yeah. gauge the disease if it doesn't have any smell
1: <laughs> Good point uh, <laughs> Knockout Which doesn't have any good, smell. But, and,
2: but it's true. Usually the ones yeah. that smell the best. Usually.
0: Not always.
1: But the usually easy thing to better. do for listeners who want to know, well, I don't, why am I buying a rose <laughs> if it's going to have disease, is at the same time you buy the rose, buy the little thing of fungicide and That's right. use it regularly and you will have the most beautiful smelling roses and climbing and That's other right. tea roses in the whole neighborhood and won't have to worry about disease. So just get started early That's and right. don't let the disease get ahead of you and you'll be fine, not hard.
2: Yeah, people just need to remember that, that fungicides are preventive, they're not curative. Right. And so you need to get it on there before. Um, And, and, you know, if it's got a few spots, you can keep it off the rest of them, but it's not going to cure those spots. But um, you can have beautiful roses. I mean, we have people around here. We have the Smith Gilbert Gardens, which have beautiful roses here. And that's that's the whole thing is getting on that spray program and doing it right. Or if you don't want to do that, then you can choose some of the roses that that don't get them. you know, don't
1: get any kind of bugs. And don't smell. And there you go. <laughs> <Yeah. have it. laughs>
2: That's like um, the knockout roses. Yeah. I mean, knockout roses are great. I mean, I've got them at my house. Sure. I love them. Sure, me too. Um, but they do super.
1: So, as, you're, as real quickly, if you're planting a rose, what are your tips for planting a rose most successfully?
2: Well, our, most of our roses are in the plantable pot which makes it much, much easier. So the pots decompose. You put them in the soil. You need. I take the top off of my pot. Right. So there's a little lip like around the top. I always tell people to take that off because you want to put it at soil level. You want the soil level to be the same. And if you do that, that little lip will stick up and it sort of wicks the water out of the ground. So I take that off and then I plant it and it makes it so much easier and they just do great. I use, um, you know plenty of organics in there and make sure it drains good, and the more sun the better, at least six hours, I right. would say. Right,
1: sure, sure. I think all it's all to the good. That's pretty much what I do, too. On the plantable pots, I might take my trowel and jab some holes in the sides of the plantable yeah, pot for the roots to get out. That. Yeah, I hear people say
2: that. Yeah, I hear people say that they do that. I just never think about it until after it's already in the ground and then
1: but that cardboard she decomposes was. in the moisture of the soil, oh, really so the plantable fast. pots don't need to be stabbed. I just sort of do it out of habit, I guess. More than it's anything a man else. thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stabbing. We love the stabbing part. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah great. Like be so, in control. Yeah,
2: no, that's um but I don't but I think it'd be fine if you did, it. But Any, it just makes it so much easier because these the roots, of it, everything's been done right, right when they're planted, so you know they're in the soil right. That's a good thing.
1: Any classes and, coming up? Anything, new events coming uh, up? There
2: is a rose class. I did not not realize this, so check before you go. But I think there's one at Peachtree City in Lindbergh today. Right. Um, that's why Ashley said she saw it on the thing, and I, I had lost track of the time for that one. So um, just check, check it in your
1: that is exactly what I was going to ask you. Where would we look to find all the plant <laughs> night nurseries night. that have the roses on sale today for 20% <laughs> off, as well as the possibility of a rose class? Where would we look?
2: At PiedNursery.com.
1: Exactly. Well, we'll go back to being the smartest people in our nursery, or in a, in this <laughs> small square room right here. <laughs> That's right. I will see you next Saturday, Mickey. All right.
2: Thanks. Bob.
1: See you then. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. We got Rob in Lawrenceville who's joining us on and Garden. Robbie. Good morning.
0: Good morning. How can I help? Uh, I've had a trouble as far as getting uh, uh, Bermuda to grow on the west side of a uh, Pine straw bed that has a couple fifteen year old um, um, river birch in it and uh, some hawthorns. Yeah. and I've cut the roots back. I've put good dirt down. I've replaced the the sod with you know the the shade uh, Bermuda. Good. And it just doesn't seem want to take want to take. And so I wonder if there's any other strategy other than just expanding the <laughs> the pine straw bed.
1: Now you know, Rob, I'm going to ask what do you think grass eats? It eats sunshine. And if it's limited by the hawthorn by the river birch or anything else just like you and me, if we don't eat, we don't grow, we don't thrive, we decline and grass does not eat fertilizer and I think that's the thing that is most misunderstood maybe about grasses or any plant particularly is that nutrients, fertilizers and things don't feed the plant. They only allow sunshine and carbon dioxide to be combined in the plant so that it turns green and it spreads and it gets to be mowed and makes apples and you know whatever you want your plant to do but they eat sunshine and if you limit sunshine in your situation you have to eliminate the shade or you have to expand your mulch bed to eliminate the <laughs> Bermuda grass. because it's just one or the other you can't not eat. I like to eat Rob and so if I'm given the choice I would rather eat than, uh, than not. So I that's bought, what your I choice is.
0: Door number three.
1: <laughs> There's not a shade-tolerant Bermuda grass shade-tolerant uh, shade enough to grow underneath your, your trees. No. Okay. I mean, there are some that are more the, the tiff and the TIF grand are more shade-tolerant than normal Bermuda sods are. But even that, I think, does much better under high pine shade or up under you know trees where they get some sunshine directly during the day and some maybe not so much, maybe dapple shade would be fine on the shade, quote-unquote, shade-tolerant Bermudas. But yours, I think, is beyond the pale. It's, it's just not quite enough sunshine for the Bermuda to grow in your situation
0: okay what were those two names tough what tough.
1: Uh, tiff tuff, tiff tuff is one but i think the one you're really looking for for shade tolerant bermuda is called tiff grand
0: tiff grand okay yeah. super walter thank you very much appreciate right. your
1: show sure rob thanks for calling all righty we've got jerry in grayson georgia joining us this morning hey jerry
2: good morning good morning walter how can i help i am relatively new to growing Lenten roses i've oh. had them for a couple of years they're doing wonderful right now, yeah. and there's a ton of seedlings coming up underneath them. What do I do with the seedlings? Do I move them? Do I pot them, or do I just leave them and let them grow?
1: Move them and move them, and you can have nine million heliophors if you <laughs> if you don't watch out.
2: Now move them. Just they're you know they're about an inch tall right yeah, now.
1: Right, that's exactly right. You get a trowel and you go underneath that clump of. 50 maybe little more okay. seedlings And you take them to another spot That you can dig the soil and make it nice and soft And you sort of plant them in little rows That's what I do anyway You plant them in little rows about 4 or 5 inches apart from each other Let them grow for another year or two And they'll be 4 inches tall and 4 inches wide And then you can transplant those To a permanent place in the garden okay. And you've got a million already
2: Okay, so I don't need to put them in a pot or something like no. that to, to be growing, just keep them in the ground I, I have a million.
1: You have what? Say again I, A gaz- A gazillion. I think the phone cut poor Harley off. There she's gone. But you know, one of the things I wanted to mention to her, she's in Grayson, which is out uh, in Gwinnett County, I think it is. Somebody needs to go see the hellebores at Piccadilly Farm. Piccadilly Farm up near Athens in Bishop, Georgia is the ground zero for hellebore production and hellebore sales and hellebore development in Georgia it is well worth the trip they have piccadilly day or hellebore days at piccadilly farm you can go online to their website but piccadilly nursery in bishop georgia is really a great place to visit because of all the hellebores and conifers and other plants that they sell but they mostly sell the linton rose the hellebore and almost all the hellebores and i have now hundreds in my landscape Probably came from that first flat of 20 that I bought from Piccadilly Farms 20 years ago. It's 8.47 at news Talk WSB. We'll be back
0: after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Rainy in
1: some places today. The rain's moving in, I see, over in uh, West Georgia right now. Some will hit some parts of Atlanta. Some parts of Atlanta will stay dry the rest of the day. What are you going to say? Tomorrow's going to be great, though. Tomorrow, 72, 73, 74 degrees in the afternoon. Sunny. Just a beautiful, beautiful spring day. Smell the daffodils. A couple of dogwoods are coming out right now. Unbelievable. Jerry is in Lawrenceville and joins us. Hey, Jerry. Morning. Hello. Walter. Hey, Dear. What's up? Uh, I planted a couple of pecan
0: trees a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I noticed last year they had some green knots on the back of some of the leaves. Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering what those knots were.
1: Uh, I got a big long word for you. How about that? It is That'd called phylloxera. P H Y L L O X E R A. Ooh, he's good at his spelling this morning. Phylloxera. They're a gall making insect, and they sting the backside of the leaves, make little knots there. And honestly, Jerry, they don't do a lot of damage to the pecan tree, so think of something else to worry about. It's not going to hurt the pecan.
0: Okay. When when should I fertilize? Now.
1: Now, just okay. as the little leaves. Look up in the trees. You see the little leaves and when, are just when, when budding I, out. I,
0: when should I expect uh, fruit, uh, pecans?
1: Pecans. I see you planted how long? Two years ago? Yes, sir. Usually, you'll start getting um, pecans on good varieties of pecan. You'll start within three to four years, you start okay. getting a pretty good crop. And particularly right. if you're good about fertilizing, that's the key to it all. Fertilize well. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, man. We'll see you soon, Jerry. Okay, bye. Who's next in line? Eleanor's next in line. Eleanor, join us on Lawn and Garden. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help?
2: Okay, I've got some heirloom tomato seeds that I harvested from some tomatoes up in North Georgia. Okay. And I want to know when I should start planting them.
1: Today. Not outside. You're just doing these inside, right? Pardon? Are you starting the seeds inside, indoors? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now. Now's a great time. because okay, you Okay, I wanted about... to make sure
2: I wasn't getting them too soon to... So they'd be too leggy, but I I'll think you need about six
1: weeks to get them up into the size that you can start thinking about acclimatizing them to outdoors. So, six weeks from now takes you up into the very last part of March. And the last part of March is when you start moving them out a little bit at night, moving them in, well, moving them out during the day, moving them
0: uh,
1: in at night, out in day, in at night. And then by the middle of April, that's going to be. Prime time. They will be a foot tall and stocky as long as you've taken them outside during the day for some good sunshine on them, and they'll just be awesome. But now, for the next couple of weeks, would be a great times to start the tomato plants. I think just having enough time to get them to a size that they won't be leggy. And again, remembering that during the last week or so, it needs to be outside for some sunshine during the day. Inside if it's uh, cool at night. Terrific! Thanks, Walter. All right, nothing to it there. And don't forget, everybody, if you did not get your question answered today, you can always go to my website and uh, just type in tomato seed or tomato planting and tomato calendar, and I have different articles that I've written about various uh, aspects of gardening. that will give you the ideas that you need to get started to do it right pruning calendars on there, lawn care calendars on there how to prune crepe myrtles on there we got all sorts of stuff how to identify plants that's on there too you can also follow me on Twitter at Walter Reeves. You can follow me on Pinterest where I have nothing but pictures of weeds and how to control them. We have an email newsletter that comes out every two weeks. It has all sorts of pictures and things that people, problems that people have sent to that need diagnosing. The last one was particularly helpful for someone who had a dead armadillo in the woods behind the house. What could she do that would not include burying the armadillo? Because you didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. And I had a solution for that in my email a week and a half ago. Ah! It's been a great Saturday morning, though. It's just with the lovely Miss Ashley Fraser, the fabulous and talented and handsome Jason Byers, and to look forward to going home after the show is done. Tell you what, friends, if you don't want to hear from me anymore, that's fine. But next Saturday morning, I'm going to be back right here next Saturday, 6 to 9 a for another edition of Lawn and Garden.